Welcome to the Habit Queen. My name is Anya Perry. My goal is to help you thrive in the most important areas of your life, your health, wellness, and mindset, so you can finally get the healthy and fulfilled life you desire. If you're ready to build simple, rock-solid habits, get in charge of your health, unleash the power of your mindset, and reach your fullest potential, you've come to the right place. Tune in, and I'll be here to show you what strategies, methods, and tools you need in order to become the healthiest, happiest, and limitless version of you. Thank you so much for joining, and let's begin. Do you ever wonder if you're playing small? Do you ever feel like you want to be more seen and be heard, be more present and visible for people? Today, I have a very special guest, a person I've known for years now, an incredible business coach, Anna Franson, and we're gonna talk about visibility. So if you are a business owner, this is gonna be definitely a podcast for you. If you're not, but you are shying away from being in pictures or videos, you're picking yourself apart and you're not trusting yourself to actually play big, I'm so excited for you to tune in to this episode and learn. Who is Anna Franson? Anna is a business coach, a green tea drinker, and mama to two. She is the host of the weekly show, The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Podcast, and leader of 10K Strong Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Facebook Community, where she helps women get visible and sell out their services with heart. I've met Anna almost four years ago, I believe, in her community, in her beautiful, beautiful Facebook community. She will definitely get fire in your belly and make you take steps to become seen, to become visible, to become much more confident in your journey. I can't wait to dive into this episode. And of course, if you're listening on social media, please tag us, Anna and myself. I'll tag all of her resources in the show notes. And I can't wait to hear what you think about this one. Hi, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Anya, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so thrilled for this conversation because I adore you. I just love how you show up online. And I'm just excited to chat about mindset, habits, all the things. Yeah. And I always um, preface the podcast episode with guests, especially amazing guests. I was so excited this morning today thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to record this. I've been thinking about you for a while. I was like, we have to have you in a podcast. Every time I record with someone I know, or I've known you for a while, three or four years, I've been in your Facebook group for a while, a member of your community, and I give a nickname to a podcast guest. And it's always a sweet one or a quirky one. And sometimes they're surprised. So yours is a visibility queen. Oh, I love it. I love that you give nicknames. That is the best. So I want to introduce you, introduce your proper bio, official and formal. I would love to hear your story. I believe every woman who comes to my podcast, every business owner, every mom, we have a story. And what is Anna Franson's story? Who are you? How did you end up where you are today, doing what you love and guiding so many women in such a beautiful way? Oh, I love that question so much. So I can share my, tell my story like through the lens of visibility too, right? So I grew up in Southern California and um, I my first career, my first official career was working as a mental health therapist. And so before I owned my own business, I um, did therapy and I really kind of 
started my own personal development journey and started asking myself, okay, how do I, I loved what I did in the therapy room, but how do I bring these concepts to like everyone, right? Like not people in crisis, but like, how does the everyday person, how can they benefit from mindset work? Right. Mm -hmm. So I started dabbling and doing stuff as a life coach, long story short, transitioned to business coaching and all the while having kids. <laughs> and that was about four years ago. And wow. so now I've been doing business coaching for four years online and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Brian and I, my friend, and you're one of the people you worked with, member of your community as well. We always talk about you and she brings up this point. Anna started her business when she was pregnant, right? Yes. I know. It's like people always wait for like the right time to start a business. Right. But to, like I started it at the absolute worst time. I had the toddler, I was pregnant and I was trying to like sell out my client load. Like I was going for a really aggressive business goal, but it just felt like sometimes when everything feels like the wrong timing, it's actually perfect timing. That should be on the t-shirt. That's well. <laughs> I love that so much. Anna, it sounds like such a beautiful journey of transforming your life into something completely different, building your little empire, a big empire. Should I? I'm not going to play small. We're not playing small in this podcast, big Medium. empire. <laughs> and I want to ask you, what was the, I don't want to ask about the easiest parts because they're beautiful. You helped thousands of women through your coaching and I admire that so much. You have such powerful methods and the community, you're such an incredible community builder as well. I am curious about the hard parts. What were the biggest challenges for you as a business coach, as a personal development person going through a journey? What yeah. did you face? And oh if, my they gosh. Were, if they were related to visibility, yeah, let's talk about that. So many things, so many hard parts, right? I would say like, oh, let me just start with like one of the first hard parts. I think the first hardest part was just deciding to go in on my dream right? Mm -hmm. I didn't hate the therapy I did. Like I had a great boss, I had great clients. So, but I also knew that I couldn't do it all. And so I was, felt like I was having to choose something better over something good. I had to let go of something good for something better. And that can be hard. It's kind of easier to like do, make a good choice if we're in a bad situation, Yeah. but sometimes it can be hard to let go of something good, you know? And so yeah. I think the first hard, hard, like I almost got stuck there and didn't start my business because I really was stuck on, should I go in and try to do coaching, even though I don't feel qualified, even though I don't have a certification. When I decided to go for fully booked, like that, I think was the hardest time. Yeah. And I can relate because I let go personally, I let go of my successful career at the beginning of almost the very beginning of successful corporate career. And there are so many women who are stuck in nine, nine to five and they have that spark in them and they never, they're hesitant. And I used to be a person too, I can totally relate. I would hesitate and overthink it so much because, okay, that's scary. This stuff is really leaping is scary. What would you tell women who are listening right now and they're thinking about something they're passionate about versus something that is mm, just good enough, but they want something bigger and better. Oh man. <laughs> like in hindsight, it's like, quote, eat, but in the moment it feels like the word, like, I just remember feeling horrible. Like really? I just felt like it just felt like a rock on my chest. Like mm -hmm. it's just paralyzing. And in some ways it's like, it's, it's hard to take the leap, but in some ways it's harder to be stuck, you know, yeah, and yeah. feel like, I mean, it's safer. It's a safer stuck because no one can criticize you. <laughs> but in many ways, 
I mean, I don't think I want to give you advice. I just want to say like, I mean, it gets easier. Like this is the hardest part. I think that's what I want yeah. to say. Yeah. So just like taking that jump and that's it. It's like skydiving yes. pretty much. <laughs> really, it is. And I mean, I still have challenges in my business, yeah. but I definitely think that first season of figuring out my niche, figuring out my offer, signing my first client, like all of that's the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that part. Do you feel like when, is it the fear of us just in a way being seen? And I don't want to take this quick segue to our main, main conversation we wanted to talk about and share and hear what you think about visibility. Do you think it's the, the plain small part and being in the background and being a wallflower and staying quiet and small? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, but I think it's so many things. Like, I think, you know, we're conditioned to not take risk, to fit in with the crowd, right? Just biologically. And so I think when we take a risk where we could make a mistake or we probably, I mean, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you will make mistakes. Like it's just like inevitable, right? Yes. And so I think it is like fear of, fear of it not working for me. A lot of it was fear of success. So not like, what if this doesn't work, but like, what if this works and takes a mind of its own and then I'm not a good mom or my clients are unhappy with me or like, what if it works and then I don't like it? Yeah. Yeah. So there is so many fears muddying the water and you have to somehow break through and show up if you want to show up for what, what you, what's becoming your passion, right? Totally. What do you, what do you feel like it was for you? Like, what do you feel like gave you the courage to finally leap? Yeah. And I think that also the question is like, what if it actually works yes. like for you? It actually worked really well. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about your business. Like, what do you do in your business? What do you teach women? What do you think women are missing when they come to you? That's a good question. I think usually people come to me, they're in one or two seasons of their business. They're usually in a season of starting and getting visible and all those things, or they're in a season of they're already visible, but they need to get better at selling. And so like selling out their practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do strategy, but a lot of what I do is mindset work and coaching too. Yeah. Yeah. So what, when it comes to being visible, what do you think women are missing when it comes to, and, and if you're listening to this, if you are a business owner, you probably will know what we're talking about, but I also want to also connect it to the part where we are hiding, we're hiding in pictures of Christmas photos, we're hiding yes. and not asking for promotions. We are scared to set big, big financial goals or big dreams, not only visibility in the sense of showing up on Facebook lives, right? Yes. Uh, what do you think women are missing? That's a good question. I mean, I would love your take too, but I think for me, it is judgment, right? Yeah. Our own self-judgment and maybe judgment of others too. I think it's big. And I don't know if I ever shared this with you, maybe in first time we connected. I shared the story many times. And I think this is where you help women so well to break through and not to fear of being judged or being criticized or actually failing as well. Those two go hand in hand. When I started my business back in 2016, and I realized this is going to be a video, you got to show up. I would take 40 takes of one short video before I would post one. And that was insane. I remember just sweating and scalding myself and cussing in my office because it was not fun. It was not fun. And the person who was judging was not the crowd, obviously. It was me picking things apart and how to overcome. I know so many women who are just so scared to speak up, show up, um, show up in pictures, ask for something they want, 
show up on video, be visible, what would you tell them? What do they need to do? Oh, that's such a good question. I love that you share that story too, because I think it's so common. Probably what you shared is more common than not. Like we think like yeah. that's the exception, but I think almost if you talk to any entrepreneurial woman, like ask them how their first video went horrible, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's like normalizing that. And I think that's a big part of it is realizing that you're not alone, right? Mm-hmm. That a lot of people str- struggle with that. And also just like taking a baby step. So like if people are struggling to get on video, like I just suggest like do a selfie first, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. do those first steps, but realize that everyone struggles with that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you pointed out. And it's not only um, like massive results that we want, but also just taking one step and making it easier for yourself. In a way, it's also for me, it seems like it's showing yourself a little bit of more love than yeah. criticizing. Totally. Exactly. Do you have actually dive into the mindset piece of it? Fear, fear and breaking through the fears. How do you address fear? Maybe you and I have different, I think we do. Uh, everybody has their own methodology around breaking through fears because I worked as a health and fitness coach for such a long time. I'm turning my work into mindset now more and you work with business, which is also strategy and mindset. How do you help women break through the fears? Oh man, so many, there's like so many great tools, right? But I think the first is just to acknowledge it, right? To Mm -hmm. just be able to say like, hey, I'm afraid to show up on video because I don't like the way I look or I'm afraid people will judge me or like just naming it is so powerful and then helps us to know, is this like a practical problem I can solve? Like, hey, I could go get a haircut so I feel better about my hair, right? Or is this like, it has nothing to do with my haircut right? Yeah. This has something to do with someone that something someone said to me in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't know a lot of times whether it is like a practical problem or a mindset thing until we just name it. Yeah. And what would be the next step after you acknowledge that and learn that, okay, this isn't my negative Nancy or me and Pete or whatever name you give to your yes. fear. Uh, what would be the next step after that? I love that. I, I mean, I think it depends on what it is, but if it is something that's more mindset related and less practical, like, oh, I can just do this quick little fix. Mm-hmm. I just really suggest processing it either by journaling it or with a coach, right? Just like mm-hmm. talking it out and processing, is there some, someone that I need to forgive? Do I need to do a forgiveness exercise? Like, you know, just processing it until the next step becomes clear. I love that. And I think coaching is so beautiful in this way because I believe it's like therapy, you know, (laughs) having whether it's a business coach, mindset coach, health health coach, we talk about the topic and we teach on specific topic, but for the most part, we are talking about like therapy, letting people share their thoughts, dive deep into their fears and mindset and help them come out of it. I 100% agree, right? There is so much commonality in in the work, right? And being able to, and I think that that's great permission too, right? To, to realize yeah. that like as humans, we all have this basic need to be heard and to be able to process in order to grow. Yeah, and to be heard and also be in a way, do you find this, this is a common theme as well in your community where women want to be seen and heard and speak their voice, but they're afraid to show up and, what would you tell them knowing they have a unique story, unique truths that they could share with the world, but they think about, well, there are so many out there. Why would I even enter this world? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's like one of the most common ones, right? Yeah. Like, is there space for me, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other yoga teachers doing yoga. Should I do that too? You know, or there's a lot of other women doing like, is there space for me? But I think the answer is always like, yes, right? Yeah, you can sit with us. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're yeah, all going to make it. Yes. I love yeah. that. You can sit with us. Yeah, I think one of my girlfriends, she's an influencer and she she shares, she's a plus size model and she always shares this phrase that is kind of her catchphrase. She says, we're not a competition with each other. We're all going to make it. And I think the realization helped me to um, see my partners, my business besties as partners and sisters yeah. in this on this journey. And I know you do such a good job in your community. Can we talk about your community a little bit? Yes. How about your Facebook? Tell us more. What kind of feelings you cultivate? What what kind of breakthroughs you help women to achieve Mm -hmm. there? I love that. I think like my goal, like whether someone like listens to a podcast episode or reads a post in my Facebook group or sees an Instagram, I think like my goal in general is that women would just like you said, like feel like there's space for them, feel like they have clarity on them. Like I hope that my, I think similar to you, Anya, like whenever I read one of your posts like on Facebook. That's usually where I see them. I always like read through it and I'm always like, oh, that's so good. I feel like they're so actionable and like you can almost get like a mini shift right there in the, in your posts, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that's just my intention too, that women would feel support because like we need more of that. Like I feel like as women, we just need to support each other. I think so. And I thank you so much. I do think it's the lonely world for entrepreneurs, even though we're constantly in a bubble with clients and people and we're visible and it may get tiresome in a way, but we also have each other. And if you were to recommend any specific habits for women who, let's say they're scared, let's say they're scared to amplify their voice and show up. Do you have any particular tips or hacks or trips that help you to break through? Because it seems, I'm making an assumption here, it seems like it was easy for you from the get-go. To be visible or just- Yes, to be visible. I definitely had my blocks. I think what did help me a little bit is I have a theater background. So I think like a lot of my visibility blocks, I busted as a child. Mm -hmm, You know, I did the mm -hmm. work. I just did them at like age seven and eight, you know? But I, even with that, oh, I still, I, to this day, I still have visibility blocks. Like when I launched my podcast this year, it took me like a bajillion takes to do my first episode because I was like <laughs> overthinking it. D- definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you recommend someone to approach this if you were to approach like, what, what kind of habits do you have or do you recommend to your uh, community to show up? Saying just show up, I feel like it's general. Do you have anything more specific you could recommend? Yeah, I do. So one of the practices that I do daily for my mindset that might be kind of helpful is I just do like a daily check-in. It's basically journaling, but I don't call it journaling Mm -hmm. because like if I tell myself I'm going to journal every day, that overwhelms me and I don't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right like, there with you. Yep. Because journaling feels like I have to like let my heart out, right? Yep. Big. And I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I trick myself and I call it like my daily check-in. So I ask mm-hmm. myself these five questions. I, and sometimes it, I do it in five minutes. Sometimes I journal for 30 minutes, but don't yeah. tell me that. Okay. <laughs> so I list my wins, right? Really asking myself, what have I done right? Even though our brains like to tell us all the ways we screw up. Mm-hmm. I list my wins. I list my gratitudes. I list my priorities for the day. Um, I 
list my prayers or what I'm surrendering to God. My faith is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And then my affirmations. And then I also just kind of like, I call it poured out, but I just like brain dump. And that's kind of the journaling part, but I try to do that daily. And for me, that helps me like check it and reset whatever block I'm facing. And I love that. So you trick yourself and instead of thinking this is the massive task, one more massive task I have to add to yeah. me wearing so many hats every day. So this is turns into almost like a playful task for you to do and yet helps to move the needle forward for you. Exactly. Exactly. And I just do it on my, I don't even do it usually on paper. Usually mm-hmm. I just do it on my Google doc and I can do it in as fast as like five minutes. Yes. Oh, you're actually typing. I love that. Yeah. This is where my problem is with journaling. I feel like my mind is going much faster than my hands. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I can't. I get That's frustrated. Right. <laughs> you just got to type it. And sometimes I'll literally write two pages of oh my journaling. Yeah. But I don't go into it to do it. I just mm-hmm. go into it to do my like five minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. If you're listening to this, you can go back to questions and I'll add them to the show notes because I think it's a good prompt too for people who get, I'll get overwhelmed. I'll be honest with you. Yes. Just, it's much easier for me to get some sort of structured journal and do that. And I feel like that's a beautiful self-care habit in a way yeah. to also, you're putting yourself out there in a way you haven't thought about it, but you're putting yourself out there with that. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any other fun habits, quirky habits, uh, habits that help you stay confident, showing up and serving more others, forgetting about those yippee yippee fears that bubbling up in your head? That's a great, I mean, I, I, since I'm an, e, I'm an Enneagram seven ENFP, mm-hmm. what's your Enneagram? It's three. Okay. <laughs> I, I do not like routine. So actually it's kind of amazing that I do these daily things. I don't do yeah. it every day, but I do it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like variety. So I don't have like a lot of, and I have a three and six year old that are okay. wild. Just forget like about routines. <laughs> yeah. So like my personality type, my kids are working against me, but I do try to always do something, right? I try to have, like, I have, I have my tool belt. Like I have my affirmations on think up that I listen to. I love doing walks. My kids and I love doing yoga. So I try to just be aware of my tools and then use mm-hmm. them when I need them. I love that. So you are a rebel? I don't know. When I took Rich and Ruben's thingy, I think I might have been an obliger, but I did it like two years ago. So maybe Uh, I've evolved. Maybe change. (laughs) I sense some. I feel like lately on the podcast, I've been attracting more and more rebels. And yes, usually it's funny because we talk about habits and routines and they're like, I don't have any, but you do have, I do believe every person who says, I don't have habits or routines. You do have those impactful tools you use sporadically when you know exactly when you need them. Exactly. You're always such a ray of sunshine and I love that. Your personality shines through your coaching, through your posts, everywhere. And that's that's one of the reasons I want to people get to know you, find you in your community, bask in your energy because you help women to overcome that ego talking, ego talking to you and saying, you gotta stay safe, stay in the back, it's okay, you don't have room there and all of those things. Yeah. Do you have any favorite, any, anything else you want to share with someone who's listening right now and want to become more visible in their life, want to break through those fears and kind of amplify their life, maybe start a business, maybe start a blog or 
have a baby. I don't know. (laughs) All the things, right? I think it's just like getting support, you know, like I think for me, I mean, I just, and it's when we see women that are successful, it's realizing that we all have support, right? Like I have, you know, I had a nanny, but now my kids are back in school. So I have my, my, I have support with my kids. You know, I have a coach, I have a therapist, I have like biz friends that I box, you know, like I think getting support is just so key, you know, whether it's with Anya, you know, if you're feeling, you know, called to work with her, like if there's a nudge on your heart, getting support, like feeling like we don't have to do it alone, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that we're wanting, whether we want to make a big shift in our health or start a business, I think just getting support is like the, like my number one tip. Yeah. How do you help people overcome the fear of the investment? Because you. So I think with that, it's just for me, like what I tell my clients is like, I only want money that like happy money, right? Like (laughs) when it's feeling like a fit, like investments are always scary. Like investments are are always a little bit scary, but it's different to be a little bit nervous, like scare sighted and like Mm -hmm. paralyzed with fear. I never want people to make an investment where it feels like this feels paralyzing, right? But if you truly feel like, I think it's so important first to get clear on what you need and your desires, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I want to get healthier or I want to start a business or knowing what you need and then looking for someone to hire for support, you know? Yeah. And making sure it's a good fit. Yeah. And is this a fit for what I'm actually most, I could accomplish so many things next year, but what's the main thing I want to accomplish and how do I hire someone to help me with that main thing, you know? And if that is aligned, then hundred percent take the leap on yourself. Right. Yeah. And I think when you take that leap, you also, yes, you will need to invest. Yes. You may not have all the resources, but you'll find a way that's becomes important to you. Right. You will find a way. Yes. And I think you and I both work in the industry we're in different industries, but for me, people come to me, the health, their health is becoming a massive block to living abundant life. For you, it's becoming a massive block of not having the money or not business dying. And when you, you make that leap, you can actually feel so much more relieved and happier and supported. I love that you brought that up because I think you're right. Like let someone say someone says, Oh, I want these things, but like the health is my number one priority as they invest in that. And as they get healthier, like you said, they're going to see blocks start to unblock in other areas of their life too. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we think like, and we have five priorities when we pick one to work on the other ones kind of get knocked out too. Right. Yeah. yeah. As I go in on my number one, as I'm getting healthier, I'm naturally seeing that these other priorities are kind of improving too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it also reminds me of, you know, how you ever, if you ever do this, maybe I'm the crazy person, um, cuckoo lady over cocoa puffs, but when I go cleaning somewhere and if I decide to organize a drawer, I suddenly have a, this urge to go and organize another always, drawer. Always. And then another one. And then I switch the room. The and positive it's, momentum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's what support gets you. I believe that's, that's true. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like always tear apart everything. I'm like, I just want to clean all the it's things. Awful. Yes. It's awful, but it's beautiful at the end. Yes. I love that, Anna. Well, I'm going to start wrapping us up and I want to make sure you have a chance to talk a little bit more about your community, where people can find you, what are the upcoming offerings for you in the season so they can find you and get to know you like, just like I got to know you in the last four years. 
Thank you. I'm so grateful for you. The number one place I suggest is my podcast, the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Podcast, where I share biz tips, life tips, mama tips, all the things every week. And then also my Facebook community, you can find uh, heartcenteredcommunity.com. Awesome. And I'll make sure to tag everything in the show notes. Any last words of wisdom? No, I'm just grateful for you. I'm just grateful to connect. And I think like, you know, we, we as women need this and maybe you're listening in, you can't afford support right now. Like even getting support from podcasts like this, you know what I mean? Where it's like women encouraging you and cheering you on. I just think, I just want to tell you that you're not alone and we're in it with you. Yes. And make sure to join Anna's community too, because she has so many beautiful souls there. You'll never feel alone there. It's true. It's true. You (laughs) won't feel alone. Anna, thank you so much. It's such an honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please leave me a review or questions on the platform of your choice. Make sure to check the show notes for my social media information as well as my website www.anyaperry.com to connect with me. I can't wait to get to know you. Have a wonderful day.